You're listening to the Static Podcast on Static and Distortion. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Static and Distortion Podcast. I am your host, Possum Aloysius Jenkins Robert Mealy, but you can call me Robert for short. Or uh, robot. What? Or, or robot. robot. Yeah. Um, and I am joined uh, this week by, obviously, normal co-hosts. Everyone introduce yourself. I'm John. This is Coop. Uh, I'm also Coop. No, <laughs> we actually have a special, I guess, not special? I don't know. How would we do this again? Reunited and it feels so good. So good. Yes. That's how we do Chris that. Chris is back. <laughs> Everybody, Chris is back. Yeah, I don't know. I had a cold. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really bad one. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you guys ever see that movie Summer School with uh, Mark Harmon? No, yes. he he's a PE teacher that ends up like getting roped into t- teaching English for summer school, and in the first day, there's like a football player who has to go to the bathroom, and he gets the bathroom key and he takes off, and then they never see him again. And then on the last day of summer school, he shows back up with the bathroom key, and Mark Harmon's like, "Where have you been?" And he goes, "My zipper got stuck," and he ends up getting a 98 on the test. <laughs> <laughs> cool story bro thanks <laughs> oh i bet you john hasn't seen that because he's not a movie guy right yeah or he just has good taste in movies and hasn't seen something that sounds obviously pretty lame oh it's a horrible movie <laughs> bullshit That's i never said it's a classic 80s movie <laughs> oh Mark i'm sorry Hunt. i didn't realize it was a classic 80s movie <laughs> therefore it can't be bad <laughs> it is okay oh, therefore it isn't bad That's it falls into that category of 2 a.m in the morning it's awesome but most of the time you'd be like eh. it's not shawshank but if it comes on you're not turning it off <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is there some sort of public access on at the time? I might switch it over there. All right. Glass, would you rather yeah. watch Summer School or Caillou? I, I mean, you know. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, You'd probably Caillou watch Summer School. Summer School. Okay, so I will confess <laughs> that Summer School is probably a grade above Caillou. <laughs> yeah. 
Caillou was not terrible. having a zero-ridden bastard. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we are doing um, – this is two four-people episodes in a row. We did the covers list, and now we're doing this one. Oh, wow. I know. It's, episodes? It's going to be chaos. Yeah, we, 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 we did have some episodes while you were gone, Chris. Just a few. So Yeah, you know, proper listeners will know that I've never listened to a single episode of our podcast. So And you don't That's plan not, on starting now. <laughs> I didn't plan on starting when I took when I got a cold and I don't plan on starting now that I'm healthy. <laughs> Real quick, because uh for our listeners, Thanksgiving is next week. Uh we oh, won't be recording. Oh really everything, I'm not gonna be here. Well, fucking, all right. You can record me. by yourself. Yeah. Um, but we're in. We're we're getting into the thick of the holiday spirit. I recently went back and re-listened re- to our Christmas episode where we make fun of John and the Bad Religion did, Christmas did, album for an hour. Did we do two two Christmas episodes. We did. We did a best of and a worst of Christmas music. <clears throat> That's what I thought. Yeah. And that first one just shitting on John and Bad Religion. I mean, Wait, I, I was. Album. This Bad Religion is, has a Christmas album, and it's horrible. John, you know this, and it's noble that you're trying to like improve your image here. But um, I literally was just talking to some random coworker a week ago about you liking Bad Religion's Christmas album. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, and they I'm don't not know who you are. <laughs> like it was an elevator ride with someone, and I was like, "You're not going to believe this story. I can tell you in 20 seconds." It was a complete stranger, right? Like, work on yeah. a different floor? Yeah, like, they went to, like, ITT Tech or something. <laughs> like, I didn't even work with them. <laughs> I just have to tell you this story about my friend who likes bad religion. Because <laughs> I do like bad religion. Just in general, too. Not even just the Christmas album. Coop, if you get a chance, the bad religion yep. Christmas album is horrible. It's oh, so I'm literally bad. Googling it right now. <laughs> it's, it's, That's why I haven't said anything. It's incredibly bad. Like, you kind of figure it's going to be, you know, expectedly bad. Like, okay, it's just going to be Christmas in the style of bad religion. But, like, it it goes beyond that. Like, it goes, like, a level down on how unlistenable it actually is. <laughs> but slightly more listenable than Newfound Glory doing Lisa Loeb. Mm. Oh, wait. Slightly this is more. actually recent. Yeah, it no, it came out, like... It did. Yes. Oh no, John! Yeah. John, remember you don't know anything about this album, so you don't, you don't, you can't. <laughs> I'm thinking like I missed this album somehow when I was listening to punk like 15 years ago. No, no, no. Th- these are like 50 <laughs> year old gray haired, you know, aging punk rockers whose symbol is an upside down cross with a with a line through it, singing about baby Jesus. <laughs> so oh. that that's what you got here. So it's really. It, but it's like so ironic. It's not even ironic. Yeah, it's that. It no, falls no, into like that they, category. They they did like the late night shows with this album and played it completely sincerely. It was the weirdest thing, and I and I enjoy it. Hmm. Kudos. I'm I really don't have through. any more to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> no one should. No one should ever right. talk about this. <laughs> so so except, so we'll leave it at. Th- this is a thing that happened. We'll just leave it at that. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the only reason I bring it up is because yeah, Christmas is around the corner. We're about a, you know mm-hmm. just under a month away. Started working on my mega mega playlist, yeah, and uh, we we need to sit down and do a, a theme for a Christmas show. But just, so I, I a, went back a, and listened, 
and that Bad Religion album. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, believe me, when we're done, I'm going to listen to every fucking track. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to try. <laughs> and, like, I mean, yeah, you can sample every track and be like, okay, yeah, this is, yep, still the same, still the same shitty fucking bullshit. Um, but no, listen to the whole, whole, listen to the whole 28 minutes or whatever it is. Oh, well, I don't think I'll make it through with that. But... <laughs> Yeah, I listened to I listened to your long ass fish song, so you know. But that was for the good of the team. This is just because I'm gonna, because I hate myself, <laughs> and you want to make fun of me later. Right. <laughs> and I question if you actually listened to any of the songs on that playlist. To be real, as well you should. John is a notorious liar. I listened to he's four. Not even, he's not right. <laughs> oh, I did okay. not miss this at all. Anyway. <laughs> I do not miss this. <laughs> All right, so um, we'll get into the the artist du jour later. But uh, does anybody have any music news? No, I got some a little bit, uh, kinda. We, hey, we need an introduction. It's time for the news. Thank you. Wait, yes. where's the ukulele? I don't have it. It's downstairs. Who Robert played the? Gave up on that shit. <laughs> was that you, John, with the guitar? No, that was me. That was cool. Oh, nicely done. I was going to say, that's a little too good for John's level. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that open E chord is a bitch. That's why, that's why I was so shocked. I was like, wow, John can play an open E? Jesus. <laughs> that was not a clunky G chord. So, you know it wasn't me. It was like all six strings, too. That was amazing. <laughs> all right, so who wants to go I, first I do here? have some news, and it's a little disconcerting news also, at least in my world. Um. A bunch of festivals started dropping their lineups this week. Firefly and Hangout. And Governor's Ball. Well, Governor's Ball is bullshit. It's a crossword puzzle that you got to figure out. And no, it's already through. done. If you go to their website, it's all up. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Excuse me while I go look at this. So why did they do this like a joint decision by the powers that be that we shouldn't have music? Well, or... there's a couple of reasons here, I think. The biggest one is to get the tickets, people wanting to get tickets before the holiday season. Because I know, mm. like, I'm, I'm my group, we go to summer camp every year, and I ask for my ticket for Christmas, but I don't give a shit what the lineup is. We're going to go. Um, but, but looking through these lineups, there's a bigger problem here than the fact that the lineups are getting, you know, uh, called out here earlier and earlier. It's that they really suck. Yes. So, 100% agree. They're like, horrible so far. They are. And, and instead of being like niche or niche, niche music lineups, they're all like trying to like this homogenous blob of everything and trying to appeal to the mass crowd. So like this Firefly music festival lineup, the fucking headliners are Mumford and Sons, mm-hmm. Kings of Leon, yeah. mm-hmm. Florence and the Machine, mm-hmm. Dead Mouse, mm-hmm. Ely Goulding, mm-hmm. Disclosure, Blink-182. Oh, John might go to this because Death Cab. And then Tame Impala. For you know, I've never seen Death, Death Cab Death for Cabs. Duty ever. John, really? you go. I've what it is, is if you Cab. take the Coachella soon. and the Bonnaroo and the Lollapalooza lineups for, from 2015 and you throw them in a blender and shit them out, you get all the minor fest lineups for 2016. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's the, hangout, here's the hangout one. I don't even, I don't know if it's just that I'm old, but. How old uh, are you? Old and, oh, it's just as old as you guys. The weekend. No, I may actually like specifically what age are you? <laughs> 30, 36. That's not That's the pretty... same age as I am. 
<laughs> hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody stop. I am not the old guy anymore. Coop is the old guy. <laughs> Coop is two sec- years older than me. Yeah, and then and then John, and then me, and then Chris. Okay. So the lineup for the hangout is the weekend. And I don't even know who the fuck Calvin Harris is. He's an electronic artist. Oh. I also, I also don't know who he is. Okay. I don't know who half Robert, the people you just talked about are. Bad. <laughs> I should feel bad. For knowing who he is, yeah. No, being the I, just, I like to know things about music. Does well, anyone know who, and I'm assuming Flume is electronic music, actually? Yes, and Flume's not that bad, actually. You might dig Flume it. is a track. Okay, cool. You know that I like some it. electronic. I'm just yeah, that's, not... uh, that's what I'm saying. You might you might dig them, but they might be, eh, it's a gray area for you. So here's the deal, though. If Panic at the Disco is on the lineup to the festival, I don't know if you can call it a festival anymore. It is a festival, but Panic at the Disco, um, their new CD just came out, which is why I believe they're making the festival rounds. I don't think they've ever Uh made the festival rounds before. Fair enough. So, Okay. And I'm sure really is. Panic at the Disco (laughs) is kind of even out there. Panic at the Disco is making a huge comeback because they had that huge album you know a freshman album and then they came out with a secondary album called pretty odd and it was, it was trying to do something different and it didn't succeed at all oh missed completely and then yeah. i think three members out of the five that left the band and they regrouped and then they i don't know what they did for a while they fucked around and they have a when, new album now i mean but when you do that can't you just rename your band like every other band does you would think that's... so but i think they're trying to the pulling off the the cachet of panic at the disco's name they could call themselves discos from the panic ooh <laughs> or the artist big... formerly known yeah. <laughs> that's, i like that better <laughs> Any big Lenny Kravitz fans? Because if you go to the Hangout Festival, he's high, he's headlining that, and you might get to see his Shen, dick on Shen stage. Shen is a huge fan of Lenny Kravitz's dick. <laughs> this comes straight from his Twitter feed. I'm not even making this up. He tweeted I, this. I thought you were going to say horse's mouth, which might be the size of a mouth you'd need to contain it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to find this fucking governor, governor's ball lineup. Uh, it's right here. I well, we do our yeah, show prep. Unless this is last year, unless this is last year's. Oh yeah, that's last year's lineup. I'm looking. Ooh, that was bad news. But even that's a shitty lineup for last year. Drake, Black Keys, Dead Mouse, Lana Del Rey. So who's yeah. paying money for I, this shit? Not me. Okay, not here's me. the thing. Hangout Music Festival is no longer trying to be an interesting creative festival it is trying to be a destination festival in the sense that it's right on gulf shores alabama they're trying to get college kids to come there which is why they're announcing their festival before the holidays so all these college kids can ask their parents to get them a ticket for next year because i think it's like march or april mm-hmm. and then, you know gathering of the vibes is is on the shore too and, and that's the, and then, just fine staying as a hippie festival but but Hangout is trying to cater to the radio pop-friendly crowd, which is why if you look at those headliners, they're all radio pop-friendly hits in, in order to get as many of these college kids to come over and say, hey, we went to a music festival, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so maybe my thought on festivals is a little different. But if I'm going to go to a festival, I don't want to see some indie act that I could see in a club. Yeah, no, oh. you're you're thinking about festivals the in the way that they should have been thought about about ten years ago. Okay, festivals have changed. The whole atmosphere has changed. Now it's now it's 
who can release their lineup earlier in order to get their tickets sold as quickly as possible before other people's come out with their same lineup exactly with the same artist yeah. right correct i agree with that so Which that's my music why... news it's just disconcerting me as someone who's a regular festival attendee same here i've been going to festivals for the last like five years and this is all stuff that i noticed but you'll also notice that coachella bonnaroo and Lollapalooza will typically sell out every single year especially Lollapalooza and coachella um, and then all of these smaller festivals are trying to be destination festivals where they get the same retreads from the last year who are just coming off of their tours, but they can still sell tickets. Okay. Mm. I'm going to stick with Summer Camp. FY, uh, FYI, The weekend, his album is actually pretty damn good, and he's going to blow up in the next couple of years. I only know the one radio song that I, I find can't feel when my I'm face. listening. Yeah, whatever it is. It's when I'm trying to look for a Taylor Swift song for my daughter to hear in the, when I'm driving. Give well, give his album a listen. It's actually not that bad. Everybody take a drink. We mentioned Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was going to talk about Taylor Swift so much on this episode, but that's just because I haven't been around in a while. We we pretty much cover her every week. Right. Oh, well, good. I take another drink because Jeff Tweedy has a show coming up here in a couple weeks. Is he really? Yeah. Tweety. Is it a solo yeah. show or is it Tweety? It's a twe- it's a Tweety show. It's a solo show. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait! Clarify that Tweety the band or Tweety the man? Just probably oh, sh- Tweety the man. I think it's just Tweety the assume. man. Yeah. Taking to the internet. Um, while he looks that up, John lives in Ohio. We can drink to that. I have another um, piece of music news. Roberts here. from Miami. I do too. Did we, did we drink to oh, no, Death Cab earlier? I don't oh, think we did, did drink to Death Cab earlier. Well, I, I mean, I've been drinking this whole time. So the answer is yes. Glass, what do you have? Adele. What about her? She's very popular right now. She has her new single that is very popular. That you I know, I haven't heard it yet. Neither have I. And, it's not um, that bad. Yeah, it, I, I, I mean, like it's it. actually getting a lot of positive praise. Um she's decided against her label's decision that she's not going to be streaming her album on Spotify. I saw that. Yeah. I kind of hate people who do that now only for completely selfish reasons. No, I think they're valid reasons. I think it's, 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 it's a really, it's, it is not the same at all, but it reminds me when Metallica was super against torrenting, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, like you are standing on a principle that you haven't researched. Well, um, and I, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm, I, I completely support artists who don't do that in, in um, actuality, but in, in my own selfishness, I'm just pissed because I can't listen to it on Spotify, which is where I listen to 99% of my music now. So Yeah, no, which is, which is also true. But um, her label even is like, no, you should probably put it on Spotify, just saying. And Adele's like, I don't know. Taste I didn't. And it seems like I'm selling out if I do. Well, no, the difference is Taylor Swift isn't on Spotify, but she's on Apple. Adele is not doing anything. <laughs> She's not streaming at all. You're yeah. correct. Yeah. Adele you know what Adele is home. doing? Adele's pissing off David Alburn, so she must kind of be a right bitch. Oh, Damon Alburn? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know who I want to root for there, this argument. <laughs> Dude, Damon Alburn has missing teeth or gold tooth. He's probably a dick. But no, but Damon <laughs> Alburn also is behind one of my favorite albums of last year, and he's behind Blur, and he's behind Gorillaz. 
Which are going back into the studio, by the way. Yeah, I hmm. saw that. I've I've kind of quit caring about gorillas, actually. Uh, you shouldn't. I'm. They're a little off my radar. I wouldn't say I've quit caring about them. They're a band that I don't listen to as much anymore, but I would probably blow goats to see them live. Oh yeah, me yeah. Too. Okay, that that's true. Their first <laughs> Is that a two Wayne's albums, World uh, reference. Yes. Okay, <laughs> just clarify. Remember, Their Jason's the old guy. Gorillas this guy's crazy with his references. <laughs> we're fantastic. And then they're, they're, I think their third album, Plastic Beach, is I think on the forefront of the whole UK um, grime uh, movement that's currently in full swing. So That's where I stopped caring about them. Was, was Plastic with that. Beach? Yeah, I Speaking have it. Speaking of UK, that. how you doing, King Catcher? Yeah, hey, King oh. Catcher. What's up, guys? And then there was the other one. Oh, what's that other guy's name? Oh, oh that's right. you guys uh, are talking about this. Jay Sid. Oh, we're really okay. big in fucking Queensland or whatever. All right, we can get, we're going to get to Jay Sid. Shen and I have a lot to actually say about this guy. Was he the one who yeah. was listening to us in New Zealand? No, no who was listening no. to us in New Zealand? Oh, if you look at some the map, Zealander. somebody, yeah, some New Zealander while he's in between fucking goats. Let's <laughs> you know where you've been. No. There's a dude, I believe from New York, Jason, that Shen and I had like a full blown conversation about this artist, and we can get to that in a bit, or we can get to it right now. But Let's I have get some to it things. Now if you can find his music, yeah. Yeah, let me pull him up. Um, Guys, his, his, so this dude, podcast is blowing up in the Twittersphere. <laughs> we are, actually. Like, there's people that are favoriting our tweets that I'm like, do we know this guy? Or is this one of our can friends? You favorite tweets? Is that an actual term? Apparently. Yes. Wow. I've been sick for a while, I guess. Your cold is long standing. <laughs> That's not the right word. It's like you're no. in one of those uh, cryogenic chambers. Oh, you like, had a cryogenic um, cold. Yeah. <laughs> Great Scott. I specifically want to pull up the song that he he sent us. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Like this guy, guy sent us a song? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? I said, I, yeah. So New Zealand we, we guy? Have, no, this no, no, Jason no. guy. Oh, we okay. have people that send us things on Twitter now. So actually, guys, if, if you're listening and you're a band and you want us to, to talk about your music, we might talk shit about you. I mean, we're not going to, you know, bullshit. And if not but. about you, probably about your country of origin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So. We're looking we at you, New Zealand. UK, if we get one more UK band following us, I... I submit to the group that we have a Doctor Who segment instead of music news. I think we yeah. do that anyway. Let's do that for 10 oh. minutes. You guys just yeah, talk so Doctor Who for We 10 have minutes. artists now doing that. Um, oh, we got a new message from Kingcatcher on, on Twitter, actually. Can I just um, start hearing us him live? The... Uh, wait, How can so they hear Catcher... us live? Hold on. They're not hearing they us can. live. Hey. Um, but wait, is Kingcatcher the New Zealand person or the UK person? UK person, so. Okay, so I'm totally going to call them the Fisher King from now on. Okay. That's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> but that, so, so Kingcatcher says, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for your support and for featuring us. It really helps and also gives us a little extra belief in what we're doing. We'll certainly send you new stuff and let you know when new things are going to be um, released. We've got a bunch of other songs finished. We're just about to start work on some new stuff that's half written at the moment. Uh, and and then, so, then it goes on from there. But then the, they end it with saying, thanks again, and viva the Static Podcast. Oh, nice. Does, does anyone else feel like Strong Bad right now? <laughs> <Rooting> <laughs> strong Bad. 
Did, did they give us any dinosaur <laughs> No, where the fuck is this this Jason guy? I'm 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 losing it here, dude. Um, Every time on. you say that, I think you're saying Jason, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. that's what I heard. All right. While we're looking for this, um, David Bowie came out with a new song. A new song. Yeah. Yeah. Black it's Star. Not a new album. Because last time he just released a fucking album. His album's coming out January eighth. Yeah, this is the title track, and and Robert and I were kind of precasting this one a little bit, and I I said it's like what did we say it was like a Tom mixture Waits. of like some fucked up Tom Waits and meets, Tom York meets Tom York. It's fucking out there. It's like this jazz electronica meets fucking Mars track. It's crazy. You had me at it's out there. You <laughs> lost me at jazz electronica. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's I don't know if I like it. It's crazy, dude. It. Yeah, I, I I don't know how I feel about it. And I I love Bowie's 2013 album, the the next day. I that. I thought it was a good travel down all the different styles he's done over the years, and it was a good comeback album. And then I listen to this, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. This this feels like a, a weird, you know, Tom York album. Well, Radiohead, dude, has whoever CJ Casada well, so. is came up in my Google search when I just typed in CJ. Hmm. Where the. John, I'm going back through our fucking chat trying to find this track, and it's just you and I talking about houses. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy this nice five-bedroom, you know. I had one more piece. Oh, okay. Keep trying to find the, art, uh, the, 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 the track. I have another piece of music news that I wanted to share with uh, Glass and Coop here. Um, Jimmy Iovine is the head of Apple Music. And he was on CBS today, and I want to quote him. I don't want to mess up this. I, I want to quote it exactly. He says, "So I always oh, so they they have a new marketing campaign out featuring Mary J. Blige and Kerry Washington, Taraji P. Henson, um, all these powerful women." And he was quoted saying, "So I always knew that women find it very difficult at times. Well, some women." to find music and this helps make it easier with playlists curated by real people they're not made by algorithms alone they're made by algorithms with a a human touch he added i just thought of a problem girls are sitting around talking about boys or complaining about boys they need music for that right it's hard to find the right music not everyone knows a dj so in short jimmy Iovine says women don't know what they're doing and they can't find music I was waiting for you to tell me when they're going to drop the iPod dildo, though. The whole time we were talking. <laughs> I just the think idyll. it's so incredibly sexist for the head of like. Oh yeah. It's no, I mean crazy. Max, that yeah. It's no, it's, it's wicked sexist, but come on, guys, is he fucking wrong? Uh yeah. <laughs> He's hella wrong. It it may be in our personal experiences. For example, I know my wife doesn't really go out and find music on her own, but we have a wonderful woman here at the Static and Distortion Podcast, Val, who goes out and finds new music all the time. Oh, I was just playing a part. I'm not really a sexist. Oh. I'm a racist. Totally racist. <laughs> but I'm not a sexist. So, yeah. I mean, I just find it fucking crazy that... Um, this person who is head of a multi-billion dollar thing is just so incredibly sexist to go out there and say that. So. Yeah, I, that's kind of shocking. Um, 
Did you ever find that artist? Who? What? The J Sid guy? No. I can't. So find, well, I found CJ? the guy, but I, but I can't find the song. I can't find the song that he did. So, or the one that he sent us, anyways. I'm, I'm, I'm still looking for that. I see all the covers that we talked about from uh, AV Club. Where did you send that to me? I sent you on Facebook. I think you're lying, Grandpa. The Book of Faces. Should, should we move on to the artist at hand here and then circle back around to that guy? Yeah, let's just do that. Um, it was my pick this week, and in keeping with November is Hip Hop Month, which we haven't really highlighted, but whatever. Um, it's just supposed to be Hip Hop Month. Sorry, it's supposed guys. to be Hip Hop Month. We're really fucking dropping the ball here. Um, originally, we were going to do Beastie Boys, but then we decided, or I personally decided, I'd rather talk about motherfucking outcast well let's be real here because the 10 people that listen and the 2,000 people listen in england know that we were originally doing moby mm. that is true <laughs> yeah, originally so it was supposed to be time. moby cast and then it went to beastie boys cast and now we landed on outcast <laughs> the outcast cast so for those of you who might not be familiar with hip-hop from the 90s outcast is a hip-hop duo formed in 19 19- 92 in East Point, Atlanta, Georgia, which is based by the rappers Andre, Andre 3000, you know, formerly known as Dre, and then Antoine Big Boy Patton. Uh, yeah. Just throwing that, some info out there for those cool. who might not be familiar. If we're going to go any, even deeper, they are part of the original Dungeon Family, which is a production group and just overall hip-hop collaborative out of Atlanta that also includes Goody Mob, Killer Mike, um, Organized Noise, which is a production group. Um, there's a second wave of Dungeon Family coming out, including Future, and uh, which nice. is a big hip-hop artist now. Oh, dude, I found that dude. All right, send it to me on Facebook, and we could talk about him at the end of the. Cast. Oh, he made it, he made the video private. What the what the hell? What the fuck? All right, sorry, dude. We're done. No, no, your music does not get played on our show. We could talk about it at the end of the cast because I have some shit to say about this guy. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, moving anyway, on. Anyway, Outcast. Um. So Outcast uh, comes out in 1992. Their first single, which we played at the beginning of the the podcast, is called Players Ball. Uh, released around Christmas time. Um, they really started one of the movements in the early 90s for Southern hip-hop. You got to understand at the time, in the early 90s, it was all West Coast, East Coast, Tupac, Biggie, Nas, Dr. Dre, all this other shit. Um, it was, it was a weird time that Southern and Midwestern, you know, Midwestern hip-hop still had some you know, common was around at that time and everything. But Southern hip-hop was just completely being ignored by the overall radio and CD sales and everything like that. And so Outkast comes out of nowhere, drops Players Ball, drops their first album, Southern Playlist Cadillac Music, wins Best New Artist at the BET Awards, if I remember correctly, goes up there and says we're not doing this for the east coast we're not doing this for the west coast we're not doing this for this for this we're doing this for the south this is southern music done by southern people for southern people and everyone was like they got booed at the bet awards basically um 
which is, in hindsight, one of the stupidest things that could ever happen because they became one of the most inventive and creative groups in hip-hop, period. Coop, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just looking through some other Dungeon Family artist, Bubba Sparks. Bubba Sparks, yep. Yeah. Um, he, did, uh, he did that booty, 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 booty. Right, rock and right, right. Wire. CeeLo, but I mean, that's covered in Goody Mob. Goody Mob, right? yep. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for like what people, random, or Gnarls Barkley, if that counts. I wouldn't count that because that's just CeeLo again, but with added production by Danger Mouse. But that's still part of Dungeon Family. Yeah. Does um, it have the second wave of Dungeon Family, like Future's in there? Yeah, Future, Run the Jewels. Because Killer Mike. Yeah, Janelle Monet. Fucking Janelle Monet is amazing. Yes. That Electric Lady? Oh, Electric man. Lady? Oh, that shit is great. I saw her perform last year, and she is an amazing performer. But that's off it's, the point. Right, yes. Um, I will add, though, that, that that those tracks in Electric Lady pop off the album. Oh, crazy. That tightrope track that she did is insane. Um, okay, so back to Outcast. When did you first hear Outcast? You know, late, I'm late to the game. So probably 96, 97. That's, that's the same time as me, though. I was my favorite too. My you know what? No, it couldn't have been 96. My first uh and this is how I know. My first Outcast and my favorite Outcast album is Equemini. Same here. That's when I got so, introduced. Right. And that's yeah, I'm, later, I'm later than both of you guys actually on that. So Did you come in and stake Odia? I did. Totally. And then went backwards and then went forwards. Yeah, my my sister and her friends were on to Outcast and when Equemini came out I remember listening to that and the two tracks that pulled me in that I put on the playlist and I made a hastily cobbled playlist together. We could post it with this with, with this podcast, but the two tracks that pulled me in were the artist storytelling part one and part two. Yes. Fucking like if you ever want to hear lyricist on a great beat just shine with storytelling, that is it. That's a hundred percent it. That, so, that's you can't argue with that. It, you really, I, I gotta put one on now. Fuck everyone, I gotta put one of these on. West Savannah is a good song from that. West Savannah is fucking phenomenal. Um, do you want to hear part one or part two? Both. We can't play <laughs> both. That's like a six-minute-long just moment of our podcast. We'll start with part one right now. Okay, uh, this is Outcast from Aquemini. The Artist Storytelling, Part 1. Somebody hit me the other day for a rendezvous with the good and the dungeon crew. Let's say her name is Susie Screw, cause she screwed a lot. Making a n- hit that chunk at legitimate spots. Not no parks, back seats, and things of that nature. Had to hate your player. I'm digging up down, never said I'm hater. Straight later, slayed the like Darth Vader. Made her from Collie Park and Fed, all the way down to the hater. Like Jada, her whip was sharp and sporty, that was shouty. Saving the snake and eggs in a beam of 840. It's foggy. I went to the grip and called her, but she lost me. My baby mama beat me. Seven o'clock is gonna cost me, but I still wanna cut her dope. Maybe she had to work. Alright, so two problems with that. A, I didn't realize I put on the uh, clean version. Doesn't Aww. really matter. I know. We all want to okay. hear the bitches. 
Damn it, Robert. Damn it. Um, the other thing was you might have heard some whoop, 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 whoops in the background. We lost Glass for a minute, but Glass is back now. Yay. Uh, I, I was, um, I had a cold. You had a cold? <laughs> <laughs> Robert, when you said you might have heard some whoop, whoop, whoops, I for a second there thought we were gathering the vibes or gathering the juggalos. Dude, you and I are going to the gathering next year. <laughs> You guys have to do like a live remote from Gathering of the Juggalos. I, I really want to go yeah. to the Gathering. I mean, I'll testify or whatever, you know. But <laughs> Glass, you want to come with the uh, Coop and I to the Gathering of the Juggalos next year? No, I'll show up to the court hearing, <laughs> or, or at least be around. Be around to identify our bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, this looks like Robert, but with all the face paint, I, I, I don't. <laughs> um, Glass. You were the question mark in this podcast because I know Coop and Shen are very yeah. intimately familiar with Outcast, but I don't right. think you are. No, I, I uh, admittedly uh, was not. Um, um, and then I did a lot of research on them. I listened to their entire discography <laughs> three, four times. Um, <laughs> in, in I asked, I, okay, so no so that um, the Fisher King knows. I asked for a playlist. Robert said, "Fucking just do whatever." And no, then I waited. No, no, no. So I, said, I waited to for everything. A uh-huh, uh-huh. Verbatim. And so I, said, I waited listen for a to everything. And you didn't see my like actual facial response to that because I didn't. There wasn't a smiley in the chat that you know was equivalent. Um, so I waited for a playlist. And one never came. So on my drive home today, I, I listened to a ton of outcasts that I had never listened to. I was, uh, you know, uh, vaguely familiar with with um, their more popular hits, yeah. um, which which I'd liked, you know, um, and that hey, yeah, would probably sure be someone who would. I don't want to talk it, about Hey Yeah. It's, it's. I actually do want to talk about Hey Yeah. I do too, a little bit. So deal with that. It's <laughs> probably the most popular because song I think, um, of. Uh, yeah. Band. yeah, but I, I I think for really um, a better reason than why it's popular. And uh, Chuck Klosterman actually talked about this a bit, too, um, in which it's weird that a a great song like Hey Ya is both catchy and popular. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and I don't know if you guys mentioned this because I had the cold for a second there while I was out. Um, has anybody actually talked about Hey Ya yet? No, no. We, we started back okay, at the, the beginning. Okay. Yeah, Good, you can. Because I'm going to talk about AI for a sec. Because um, I feel like in listening to a lot of their stuff, it's it's kind of this interesting representation of um, thematically of, of of some of what they try to achieve, in which you have this sort of darker, personal, very um, identifiable on a subcultural level uh, theme um, that is completely you know um juxtaposed by this poppy catchy happy beat like hey yeah lyrically is is very dark and very personal and and i always say it's one of the saddest songs one of the saddest you know pop songs i've ever heard yeah yeah it's the saddest song you'll ever see a bride dance to at a wedding totally (laughs) absolutely well absolutely i mean has no business being played at a wedding at all if you listen to the words (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of like uh, the police's that, um, yeah. Every Breath You Take. Yes. That's yes. just rapey creepy. There's a difference 
I think, between Hey Ya and Every Breath You Take. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Sting just wants to, uh, you know, rape people. Um, I don't think that's actually the first time that's been uh, postulated on this podcast. But um, <laughs> regardless, uh, it, it it is a very sad song. It's a very dark song. It's a very personal song. And I think um, it, it it's, it's you know, can touch folks on a, on a very... Uh, deep kind of level and they do it so brilliantly with this with this catchy pop upbeat you know facade um and and not only that but it becomes popular almost uh you know antithetically you know to their message you know like there's there's a bit in the bit in the song where uh, andre is like uh, you don't want to you don't want to listen to this you just want to dance you know, yeah, like he that, says, that's always that the thing I bring up too. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it is. It, it not only is it effective, and not only does it become popular, but you know, like it has all those elements that shouldn't make a song popular. You know, it has this ridiculous time signature, which I initially thought was like six eight, but turns out no, it's like you know thirty nine seventeen. You know, like it's <laughs> or, or, <laughs> you know, like it's it's, it's most of uh, songs. yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of. Um, in a weird way, representative of their experimental uh, hip hop, but in in this great, fascinating, successful way. So um, I'm not a hey apologist. Like I, I actually think that's a good song on its own merit, um, and I'm surprised uh, that it that it was uh, popular for the right reasons. The problem I have with hey and I'm going to say the same thing. I love that song. When I first heard it, even till this day, when I hear it, I love it. The problem I have with Hey Ya is that it's not an outcast song. It is squarely and solely on Andre, uh, Andre Three Stacks' <laughs> Andre shoulders. It's If you listen to the, the album progression that outcast has. Was, hey, Robert, was there some heat in the kitchen there? I feel like that album is when they started going separate directions. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very yeah, much because the next Right. Because the next album, Speaker Box, The Love Below, they couldn't even be on the same. They had to. That's that the album it's from. It's off, it's okay. off of that Love Below album. Yeah, that's right. So if you start at the beginning, their first album that came out in 93 ish, Southern, Playla- uh, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music, that is, as I was telling Shen in the famous precast, that is a gangster album. If you listen to that, it's right. about guns and selling drugs and life in the streets. And then if you listen to their next album, AT Aliens, they really start to hone in on what makes Outcast Outcast. Then it was weed. Weed. Lots of weed. No, <laughs> but, but it's more so than that. It's. It's Andre's hopeless optimism and his eccentric thinking with big boys grounded realism and lyrical uh, strength. And And when you go from there, and then on top of that, organized noise being the production consistent, um, it's grounded in funk and soul and this great... Extraterrestrial meets Southern trap. I don't know how to explain it. Production value, and then you prog- you progress from there into Equemini, which is where we most of us came in, um, and that's where they fully form what the idea of Outcast is, where freedom and freedom of speech and freedom of 
person and everything like that, but grounded with realistic everyday hardships and everything like that that you get into. But at this time, I think there's friction also building between them because of their clash of personalities. You get into Stankonia, which is, it, it extrapolates on the ideas of Quemini, and then you get into the double disc, speaker box and the love below. And the, like I said, the problem I have with Hey Ya is it, it is not an outcast song. It is strictly on Andre Benjamin's shoulders. And if you listen to that whole album that he has, that whole album is ripe with inaccuracies and self-doubt and introspection and um, lust and anger. And it's, it's this ball of emotions. And then you listen to Speaker Box and... That's Big Boy carrying the torch of lyricism and production and um, everything that he was bringing to Outkast. And he just is able to run free and do whatever um, that he wanted to do with it. So everyone loves Hey Ya and everyone says, oh, Hey Ya is a great Outkast song. It's not an Outkast song. That's an Andre 3000 song. And it's everything that Andre felt inadequate to it to the point where even live... On the MTV Awards, when they gave him him award for having the best song of the year, he goes, first thing he says out of his mouth is, all right, y'all, hey, uh, for the last goddamn time, time. And then he never, he didn't want to play it again. He was sick of that song. So, <laughs> Well, first of all, the best song on that album is uh, A Life, A Life in the Benjamin. A Life in the Day of, Benj- of Andre yeah. Benjamin. Yeah, it's Incomplete. messed up on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's actually one of my all-time favorite tracks. And that's the last song I put on the list. Okay, good, good. Because <laughs> it deserves phenomenal. to be there. Yeah, the the the, the beat is off kilter. So, like it's just the way he's rhyming. I, I don't know. I'm not very good explaining this shit. I'm not the wordsmith. I, I'll just the do juxtaposition the <laughs> of the awkward time signature <laughs> with his lyrical delivery and cadence does not match yet it somehow goes together and per- it fits perfectly he's got this one line in there about meeting with the muslims the christian the rasta or the pastas macaroni <laughs> I, I don't want to i'm not going to drop end bombs on the cast but uh that's oh, one of my all-time favorite wow. hip-hop lines well i've learned a lot about you today coop <laughs> i have a real issue with saying nuggets I don't like ordering it from McDonald's. I don't like ordering them from Wendy's. It's just... Can I get a five-piece chicken blob? Can I get some chicken I hunks? Like, I don't like mining for them in the 1849. <laughs> so it's... I, I, I feel out of their entire discography that the Love Below album is probably... And, and not just in their discography of all time. I think the love below is probably one of my favorite albums, period. It, it covers such a wide variety of topics. Um, yeah. but I can't give outcast that credit. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay, that's an Andre. It's so, an Andre record. It's an Andre record. Yeah, but yeah. I mean like, you know, to be fair, like, you know, how many, like, you know, John, not to assume anything about, uh, Robert or Coop here, but like, you know, with Uncle Tupelo and, and Whiskey Town and things like that, or, you know, Sunvolt and, and, and what have you, like, you can have, like, uh, or, you know, Middle Brother or any of these other collab groups, Golden Smog, where you have specifically 
uh, songs written by a part of that supergroup. You know, that's this is specifically okay. This is this person's song. You know, where other folks are contributing on it, and it's still a great song, and you can still love the album. And I can still say this is a great Golden Smog song. Yeah, Tweety did it, but you know, it's still a Golden Smog the song. The difference it doesn't is, make though, it, like, it doesn't a bad album make. No, but the difference is they specifically did a double disc where either artist had nothing to, to do with the other album. Okay. Yeah, right. like the Love Below was entirely no, produced and conceived by Andre Benjamin and Speaker Box was entirely produced and conceived by Antoine Patton. Oh, see, I always was under the impression that no. um, Andre produced um, Big Boys and Big Boy produced Andre. They may have had a hand thing. of production, but they are two separate projects then packaged together as an outcast double disc. Oh, yeah, when that came out, I'm like, oh, this band is toast. This group, yeah, totally. And that's the thing; they came out with one other album after that, which is really—it's just a soundtrack for a movie called Idlewild. But they never did anything yeah. again. Yeah, no, that's that not the true. They, they started touring again. Yeah, but that oh, was they a cash grab. Two shows, yeah. <laughs> and I would have gone. No, it was over. No, it was over forty shows. It was forty what? shows, but you from and I watched that first live performance. They played their first live performance in over like seven, eight years was at Coachella in twenty fourteen, and I watched that first live performance streaming, and you could tell that Andre didn't want to be there, and Big Boy was trying his damnedest to put on a good show, and they just were not meshing. Dude, all well, Andre I, seems to care about is is acting. Not even. He hasn't acted in a while. I don't even know what Andre cares about anymore. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, like, what are they actually doing? You know, I mean, Big like, Boy. Outcast is, is neat because it's such this, and, and what, and maybe, I, I don't know if I would say this is kind of why, um, maybe I like them more than I otherwise would, but they're kind of like this, this moment in, in time, you know, like, they oh, have totally. these, you know, uh, in, and it's a time that I think is really important to music, you know, the early aughts. Uh, not to sound, you know, Harvard yacht, you know, but it's 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 kind of like this, you know, six year uh, for me span because I don't go back to Robert. You know, I'm not a, an expert on you know early '90s, you know, rap hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so Outcast for me is kind of late '90s, early 2000s. Um, that's when everyone and, got into it. Really, yeah, that's well, we're all right. kind of that same group. Yeah. Yeah, and and so like it's this very fixed moment in time. They had this uh, very fixed amount of tracks that got put out that can be analyzed and taken for what they are, and they're no longer really a thing. Um, and so they're kind of th- this part of my history that I can analyze and and respect for different reasons. Um, <clears throat> so the fact that they're you know not doing anything really right now or don't know what they want to do or are just doing their thing and we don't care or know what it is um you know is kind of integral to my you know fantasy of them (laughs) and that makes perfect sense you always want to with a group like outcast you always want to hold out hope that something is on the horizon something great could be coming even though we all secretly know it's over oh i hope it doesn't i hope i hope nothing comes more I want to keep yeah, him in a bubble I, yeah. because if it was go, continues to go in the direction of the speaker box and hey ya, uh, and, and even though we admittedly like those songs, that's not outcast. I don't want no, more and, of that. And and I, yeah, I mean selfishly and maybe because we're all so fucking old, not to point right. anything out specifically. <laughs> um, 
yeah, maybe let's just stuff. let let it let it uh, have been its thing. You know, let's not try and revive something that was clearly at its end for a very good reason. Hmm. And, well, I, and I, I think I have a lot of music from that same time. Like when I when I was discovering Outcasts, it's the same time I was getting into Far Side, which is brand a little new, bit late. probably brand uh, new. <laughs> no, that's me. No, that's not Coop. That's me. <laughs> I was joking. I was making fun. That was of an age movie. joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and like different bad beats, religion. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh uh, well, I was listening to Bad Religion when it was new in like '92. Right. Know, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's actually a fact. <laughs> but so. I mean, after Speaker Box and Love Below came out, um, Big Boy continued to. He released like two or three more albums. Uh, one was like the Rise and Fall of Solutions Left Foot, which is one of his like right. names and everything like that. Andre just basically fell off the face of the earth. Well, hey, wait, 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 wait! You, you've glossed over that Big Boy album. That Big Boy album was terrible. I don't know uh, if you guys did listen to it, but I had at the time, and it was not good. Well, it's so funny because like with with Outkast, when they quit, I quit listening to either of them. I, yeah. I didn't listen to a single yeah. you know, I Big didn't, Boy album afterwards. I yeah, don't know even what Andre was doing. It just, like, that goes back to Chris's point. It was a moment in time, and now it's over. And I don't know that I really want to revisit it anymore. I just want to, I mean, revisit it for the, you know, moment. And I want to revisit the moment in time from a nostalgic standpoint. But um, as as I am the chief nostalgia, you know, correspondent of the Static Podcast. <laughs> but, um yeah, I don't know. I say this. No, thank you, thank you for agreeing. My if an Andre point. album came out in the next, you know, like next week or whatever it may be, I would be all over that. Oh if yeah, a big no, boy album be... came out, I wouldn't care. Well, I think we would be fair. all over it. Then we'd be shitting all over it next week in the podcast. Maybe no. I disagree. I, mean, I think Andre I, drops I mean, an album, <laughs> and it's it, it would be amazing. <laughs> okay. I I'm not as confident to say that. That's it pretty be optimistic. But I would Robbie. say, but I would say that I'd be excited for it, and I would absolutely check it out on release. Also, know? absolutely. I want to go back to a point that Chris brought up about "Hey Yeah" being one of the darkest songs. You, you know, a, a, a horribly dark song that's unbelievably catchy. Um, Miss Jackson is a song that everyone yeah. knows. It's a song about being late on child support payments. Yeah. From it sounds about know, Erica from, Badu, right? I believe it is, but it's about yeah, child support. Who else can make a song that hits number one on the Hot Billboard 100 about paying child support? Well, it's it's. I think one of the wonderful things about that song is that it 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 finally, maybe not finally, but it finally <laughs> comes to like the sort of defense from the other point of view yes. on child support, especially. Um, in the culture of, of being in a family that, you know, uh, breaks up like that, that in which one person is responsible for child support, you know, it, it gives like the other side of the story that historically is not there, mm. you know, and it's very passionate and it's very honest. Um, and it's again, you know, um, against all odds, one of their greatest fucking hits, you know, um, it's, uh, it's impressive and it's, you know, admittedly not one of my 
like I, I can't just throw that on and listen to it whenever. You know, it's not one of my favorite songs of theirs, but it's one of my most respected songs of theirs. Yeah. Well, and that's where you get into. Um, I mean, there's so much just content in their lyrics, where it's it's not just a you know a rhyme to be silly or ironic or whatever, but there's there's some you know real shit going on in in the lyrics, and it it's authentic and it and it resonates. I think that's why they they have you know popularity and a following because it does it does connect with people like that. But yeah. um, I don't know. But it's, for me, like especially Stankonia because that's still my favorite of theirs. But um, as I'm going through these playlists and everything, I keep wanting to go back and watch the videos for all these songs Mm -hmm. because for me, it's like listening to it. I want to see the visual of it because even their videos were creative and um, different and, and whatnot. But um, that's, that was another one. I just remember watching when MTV did that old uh, making the video show or whatever, and they did the making the video of, of Miss Jackson. Uh, I was in, I was a freshman in college, and that was playing one day in the student center when I was hanging out between classes. And I was like, holy crap. You know, um, same thing with like Bombs Over Baghdad. That was a crazy video. <laughs> I was just looking at going, what am I looking at? The least. Bombs over Baghdad. Yeah, oh, I freaking love that dislike, song. I've always disliked that song. Why is that? I I don't know. I just have never appreciated it. I mean, maybe some of it has to do with um, I don't even though it's not really about it. I've always just kind of despised the glorif- glorification of the war in, mm. in Iraq. Um, I don't know. It's just always been kind of a weird point. I, I mean, I get it's a good dance track and shit, but. It's about. I just never, never liked that song. I don't really have much more to say about it. I just don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just want to go back to what Shen was saying. Like, as I was mentioning before, their lyrics and their songs are so grounded in reality. But they're such, they're two amazing lyricists that have such command over the craft of hip hop that their lyrics and their songs are this. Ex- you know, you can go. You can get a person that comes up there and raps about what's it like to have a shitty job, but then you get someone like Big Boy and Andre that come up there and they just spin it in such a way that you almost want to dance to having a shitty song, or you find yourself rapping along with you know child support or whatever it might be. They were like on this next level, upper echelon at the time <laughs> of of hip hop MCs. So I mean. I can agree with that. Yeah. So I would give I would give them a high number of dinosaur juniors. Yeah, I mean we should we can start handing out some dinosaur juniors if you want. I just hit my foot on my th- In th- fact, besides the dead cast, I think I would give outcast my my highest one. I'd give him a 9. I would agree with a 9. I'm going to go with a 9. Wow. I'm going to go 7. Okay. 7 solid. Yeah. I think this is one of our highest rated artists. It is actually. I yeah. mean, universally, um, it, this is this is a highly rated artist for sure. I, I have not met a person who hates Outcast. I think I gave well, Fish a nine when we did the Fish cast, but that doesn't really count because I'm a fanboy. No, because it's fucking Fish. 
Yeah, we're not allowed to talk shit about fish. <laughs> I want to hear this. If you I'm guys sorry, want to argue sh- it out. I'll shit on whatever I, indie band that nobody something? knows that you love next. <laughs> did I miss something that we're not allowed to say that fish fucking blows? I'm going to have to... Gee, I'm going to sign a coop. I'm, I'm with Coop on this one. I actually dig fish now. Chris, since oh, you since you nice. don't listen to the podcast, you would know. know that Jason has seen fish sixty two times, and I'm not uh-huh. making that number up. It sounds no, ridiculous. I'm, I'm sure but... I'm sure that makes them better because you've seen them a lot. <laughs> yes, um, I'm sure that they get a piece of my vibe every time I show up, and they live on further with that. Yeah, no, it's like when you watch, um, you know, Criminal Minds, and you're like, they're doing well because I'm watching this bullshit, fucking awful show. I like Criminal Minds. I know, You would. You would watch Criminal Minds. I used to watch Criminal Minds. I guess I should say I got tired of them. I got tired of all those minds. Whereas Fish, you can't get tired of. (laughs) Oh, no. Believe me, I can get tired of Fish very fast. No, you can't because it's it's a new – each concert is a new experience completely created on its own. But this podcast is about Outcast. Is it (laughs) – is it? <laughs> no, it's really about love and loss. It's it's about and, everyone and living has, with it, AIDS. Everyone is entitled to their own musical opinion. That's true. Some music is just bad, um, objectively. Um, <laughs> well, we're not clearly we're not talking about Louis Vega. <laughs> no, I actually love Fish. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what has everyone been listening to? Oh God, you don't even want to know. But listen to some Outcast. <laughs> um, you guys ever hear of a uh, boy? Yes. No. Big boy. We've been just did a whole podcast. No, no. They're some sort of European. Um, Actually, no. I've never heard of them. It's a uh, two chicks, and um, they kind of. Uh, do a thing and uh, they had an album caught a few years ago it was one album that was their you know intro to North America sort of thing um, and it's a lot of uh, very roots roots rock um, and it's just it's just literally just two chicks and they do the whole thing and they uh, you know they had this very well produced album um, and then they did just like their solo version where she's just playing bass and she's just playing guitar and singing and it's very good um, they just had a new album come out uh, a couple months ago and it's actually really really solid so I've been uh, digging that lately uh, Jayhawks have a new live album uh, that's come out that I've been listening to uh, you know, other they things. They played around here recently, and I was really upset that I missed it. Yeah, I they fucking always. <laughs> that, that that's literally story of my life. It's like it's oh, always dear. on a night that's either super busy, <laughs> a work night, or there's like a funeral, or I find out the day after. It's like what the fuck. Just throwing that out there. That's my Jayhawk story. It's it's a good story. <laughs> I really like the third act when there was a death. <laughs> I was going to say they play they play only when they know someone's funeral is going on. <laughs> John, um, besides think, Father John Misty, have you been listening to anything? I've been listening to nothing but Hotline Bling for the whole last like 3 weeks. I know when the Hotline Bling. Something something mean a thing. thing. I don't even know what that is. You guys are it's talking from Drake. Language. 
It's a Drake song. Oh. I've listened to it twice now, actually. That's, That's really stupid. I also, Decemberists have a new um, EP out. Just for it's the like yeah. What's that? Wait, what? I didn't care for it. I liked three of the songs on there. But I it's felt like, like it was the, a cast off. Uh, the, all the cast off from. Well, that, um, I mean, that's album. what they. But but I mean, I don't know if this has been mentioned before, but that's what they always do. Like they'll release their album and then they'll release an EP later that year of songs that didn't make it on that album. And there's always like one or two or three. You're like, well, this should have fucking been on the album. And then the other ones, you're like, no. That there's a good reason that yeah. he shouldn't have been out, and they've they've literally done that with every single album going back to God, um, Castaways God? and Cutouts, all the way no, back to yeah, God. To, to, I think to their 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 second album ever. Um, Which they've done this. Every, no, <laughs> it was called Castaways and Cutouts, um, and Billy Liar was the EP. Um, Which I so have. They do this. I own that one. Right, and so they do this all the time, um, and this one, much like all the others, uh, for me, there was, I, I want to say, three three tracks off that I was like, eh, these are really fucking good, um, and then the others were like, no, there's a really good reason these didn't make the EP, but just to clarify, that is what they're doing. They're not just releasing an EP in the traditional sense. They are releasing the tracks that didn't make the album, and then it's <laughs> up to you to decide. Choose your own adventure, really. Was that Sorry, the only one that kept my finger on the page before so I can always go back if I didn't like that ending? I think you're the only person ever to do that. Okay. I always like the ending. Okay. That's what have you cool. guys been listening to? Jason? Um, a lot of... Oh, well, yeah, you can. You already know what I've been listening to. I put out a playlist today. Uh, <laughs> that playlist a lot was of, good. Oh, man. A lot of Deltron 3030, Damn the Automator, Black Alicious, Farside, Pete Love Rock. Black Alicious. Jay Dilla, I've been listening to all that shit and Outcast. Yeah. All because of the Outcast this week. I've been delving in the hip hop month for Static. I've been just delving into the books and trying to prove to people that trap music shouldn't exist when we have all this great stoner rap from the nineties. Hey, hey, hey! Trap music has its place and its time. That's debatable. I, I think it's just because I don't understand it. These kids these days. <laughs> Old man Coop. There's a, um, a documentary. There's a documentary on the website Noisy that you should watch. It's, I think it's like, like I don't know, like 10 or 12 episodes, but they're all like you 15 minutes long. think you could link long. me? I can send you a link, yeah. And it's about um, Atlanta hip hop. I think you to send it on Microsoft Link. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, Atlanta hip hop, and it's, a, it's like a documentary basically about trap music and stuff like Can that. Can you have a courier bicycle it over on reel to reel? I'll get right on that. Not my hi fi. <laughs> <laughs> or LCD disc. So, I forgot about LCD discs. The first no, LCD disc I ever watched was uh, Thriller. It was at my aunt's boyfriend's house when I was like five years old, and it scared the shit out of me. So <laughs> this year, I had my three-year-old daughter watch it on Halloween, and she just laughed at it. And I'm like, God, I'm such a pussy. My three-year-old daughter has bigger balls than I do. Well, Maybe three, she to three-year-olds, fake. though, don't have a real concept of fear. Um, and this well, she true. would say, ooh, it's spooky. Spooky, yeah, right. <laughs> my, my three, my when my daughter was three, it was the exact same way. I was like, "Wow, you're fucking badass." Um, <laughs> and then she finally got to that age where she realized that things are supposed to scare her, and now, oh. now she's like, "Oh fuck, this thing, <laughs> gotcha. 
that's actually supposed to be scary for legitimate reasons. So now she's I'm... not a badass. She just hasn't developed the right skill yep. set. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're not a great parent. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, you could argue that I'm not a great parent because I forced a three-year-old to watch Thriller and then Beetlejuice. But <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't going to make that argument. <laughs> Robert, your turn. What are you listening to? Um, in a roundabout way to get there, we have a uh, Disney short animation film CD or DVD that we've been watching. And one of the shorts on there has this tango song that I actually posted in the last five Friday. And, uh, was it Alan Menken? Did Alan Menken do it? No. Is that the same one that's on Netflix and they have the animators talk about it before each short? Yeah. Well, I love that that, by the way. No, I just want to watch the shorts. I don't want to. No, I agree with you. The, the, them talking about it is annoying as shit. Yes. The shorts are great. You know who else thinks that's annoying as shit? Fucking three and four year olds. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> yes, we have the deep. We actually have the Blu-ray, so you okay. can skip the short. You can skip the introductions. Oh, that's nice. So we we just play. We can play all the shorts. And if you guys have watched this Lorenzo with the cat and the possessed yes. tail, I fell in love with that tango song, and my son wants to hear it all the time now. So I actually found a live album that's like two discs that has that as one of the songs on there and I've just been listening to that tango double disc over and over and over and over because it's really good music to put on in the background so not that this is Disney short podcast but my favorite one out of all those is the puppy one with the meatballs feast it's fucking yes. great isn't it yes it is great I really dig the um the get a horse one the one with the with the the old school Mickey cartoon where they actually come out of the screen Oh yeah, that's a good one too. That's a great one. So I have no clue what you guys are talking about <laughs> in the in the no. I know well, more okay. about you. Don't you don't like children? You don't like movies? You don't like fun or things that are nice? So that's except okay. for Christmas bad religion. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad I made this a thing again. A year later, <laughs> brought it back. I can't even be mad about that because I I do it, none of none of your ridicule has hampered my my enjoyment of that album. It never so will. But it's we're not, not going to. We're not doing a podcast. We're not doing a podcast next week because of Thanksgiving. We will be rejoining the following week. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Do we have an artist lined up that we can tell people to start researching? Well, not originally Beastie we were going to do Beastie Boys, and then there was Moby too, and I don't know whose pick it is. It's Yikes. my. I think it's my pick oh, next. No, because it, it wouldn't be my pick, obviously. Well, uh, <laughs> that's right. You you still need time to recover from your cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on antivirals for the uh, for the cold. <laughs> so, uh, uh, whose pick is it going to be? Well, it's it's not mine. I know that. I haven't had a pick for a while. That's true. Neither has Chris. well i thought we would finish with beastie boys and then we would go back to picking things all right so beastie boys for the next one yes beastie boys that will be december 3rd really excited about this one (laughs) i'm glad someone is do you hate the beastie boys chris tune in december 3rd to find out (laughs) so all right for the uh, Static and Distortion podcast. Wait, I I'm... never fucking gave my... Oh, wait, never mind. You I did. 
Boy it was and every Decemberus. Decemberus. Oh, also, by the way, Ryan Adams, uh, Live at Carnegie Hall is really good. Um, uh, Sleeping at Last has, uh, you know, a new Atlas uh, album out, uh, Daughter and Touch are really good. Sorry, what were you saying? I was trying to end the fucking show. <laughs> uh, Rogue Wave has a new album that's really good. Uh, Monique uh, De Matina is really great. Uh, if you want to check her out, she has a lot of 40 style music. What were, uh, I'm sorry, you were doing something. For the Static and Distortion Podcast, I'm Robert. I'm John. I'm Coop. I'm Old Man Coop. <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, Outcast, B.O.B., because fuck everyone, it's a great song. <laughs> I'll, let it, I'll let it stand. Find the Static Podcast on the iTunes Music Store or at staticanddistortion.wordpress.com. Like us on Facebook at Static and Distortion and follow us on Twitter at Static Distort.